around the world in 60 minutes with Ayman Hatkwa right here, right now on VT Radio. Let's go. With host Johnny Punish. And we're back on VT Radio with the fantastic Ayman Hutkwa deep inside of Texas. Ayman, are you on the phone? Yes, sir, I am. How you doing? Are you on the video? I can see you right there. You're looking good, my friend. How you doing? Absolutely, absolutely. Good, good. Now, for our readers and listeners out there, uh, Ayman is a a former U.S. Special Forces, uh, very experienced uh, U.S. soldier, uh, served the United States military for many, 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 many years uh, in the Iraq War. Can I say that, Ayman? Is that fair? Yeah, 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 yeah. But Can you uh, you t- know, tell I'll, us more about yourself a little bit. Yeah, um, just uh, a correction. Uh, I worked with special forces. I was attached to them in Iraq, but okay. uh, I'm a I'm a paratrooper, uh, and okay. uh, I'll always be at heart uh, the 82nd guy. You know, okay. so uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. Good, good. Uh, appreciate it, and I'm uh, looking forward to our conversation. Now, to be fair, our listeners know that you're a specialist in Middle East uh, items because uh, you speak fluent Arabic, correct? Yeah, I was born and raised there for uh, 12 years, and then I went back and worked in the area uh, quite a bit. So I'm very familiar with it. I did it from the military perspective and a business perspective. So I got a full full view on uh, on the ins and outs. And uh, can you confirm uh, for our readers and listeners around the world, uh, how early were you in the Iraq War? When did you actually get there? We were we were waiting for the start of the festivities um, in Kuwait, and we rolled over to Berm, you know, on uh, on D Day, like they say. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, would you say you were there a little early? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were there a little early. You know, we were waiting uh, across the Berm. There was a Berm there, you know, literally. You know, and we <laughs> hopped over. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Well, I, I, I actually flew in, you know. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you did you uh, paratrooper over the, over Iraq? No, 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 no. Uh, up, you took a team in, and uh, uh, we uh, collected uh, a bunch of prisoners, you know, supporting. And then they were, uh, coincidentally, the first prisoners I dealt with, okay, uh, were, were captured by my old unit out of the 82nd Airborne Division. Okay, oh, okay. so I'm looking at their prisoner card, and and they, and they put the unit, designated unit, that captured him, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> I'm getting a byproduct of my old boys, you know? And right. uh, that was exciting. And then I was telling the guys, asking the prisoners, hey, um, what did you think of the guys who captured you? One guy was telling me, he goes, we were sitting there in a fighting position waiting, and all we knew is they came and put uh, guns on the top of our heads. You know, he goes, we don't know where they came from. You know, I go, it's called, <laughs> it's called night vision goggles. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, right? Now, of yeah, course, yeah. Uh, uh, you have a little experience with the former president of, uh, of Iraq, Saddam Hussein, right? Yes, sir. I did. Okay. And uh, so can you tell us about that experience? Because uh, I'd like to know what was he like? Because obviously you know him personally. You knew him personally, I should say. Let's qualify knowing him. You know, okay. I was his interrogator. <laughs> you okay. Know. okay. So, <laughs> That's personal. Was, yeah, we weren't having a beer. You know, we were uh, having a different kind of conversation. You know, so okay. I was in his uh, initial capture and in processing. I was there, and uh, and then uh, we um, I, I interrogated him initially for the first twenty uh, some days, and then. Um, and then kind of walked away from that, you know. Um, it's uh, it just became a waste of time. Uh, a lot of what do you politics. mean by that? Uh, well, maybe it's uh, the way I felt at the time. Um, um, I don't do what's called debrief. Okay, uh, the guys I was attached to and working with, uh, all they all we focused on, all we did was actionable intelligence. Okay, for how high value targets. Okay, so a guy like Saddam, you need to sit down. It's a long term thing, and uh, you know it's a uh, it's a debrief versus an interrogation for actionable intelligence that you could flip that same afternoon and go out tar- uh, identify your target, and then that night hit it. Okay, that's what we do. This thing is a long term, and to be honest with you, the U.S. government. I felt, and, and I'm not read on to everything. So, you know, the, 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 you know, the decision makers are the decision makers, you know, and what they were thinking, I don't know. Uh, but I know 
uh, all the agencies and all the DOD, CIA, FBI, uh, every time I ask for guidance, what do you guys want out of this guy? Usually when I sit with you and I want to interrogate you, I know exactly what I need out of you. Uh, Saddam, you know, um, there's, I don't know what they want out of him. You know, he's facing war crimes. So can I go in there? There's legal ramifications. You know, the, and, and me not being a, a, a police officer or a CIA agent and all that, I don't know what they're, what's on their mind. You know, as a military guy, you know, I know what I want, and I go after it, and then immediately just flip it and and, and get rid of them. If they want to debrief him, they could debrief him, but I just get the actionable stuff. But with a president of a state that's facing war crimes, you're not doing, you know, actionable intelligence stuff, you know. He's going to be a little bit tougher to, to uh, break down than others, you know. Question for you about Saddam. Uh, what was he like? On a personal level, he's actually likable, to be honest with you. You know, he's um, he's, he's cool, you know. But as a head of a state, as a regional leader, I think he's uh, an utter disgrace, you know, and, 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 a, and a failure. And, uh, and on humanity, he gets zero, of course, because we all know about his crimes. And uh, not him personally always, but uh, things he, uh, his re- he allowed his regime to commit. His family members, his sons, you know, they were ruthless. And uh, and so uh, from that side of the house, he was a complete disaster, you know, a complete failure as, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Now, spe- speaking of president of the state accused of crimes, uh, we have in the United States today, uh, Donald Trump uh, currently sitting in court right now. Uh, as we speak, uh, he's being charged. Well, actually, he's been guilty of $250 million of fraud in the state of New York. This is just one of the many things. Obviously, uh, it's that. It's the uh, rape uh, of uh, E. Jean Simmons. It's the, uh, let me get, let me figure out all this stuff. Okay, so he's got the uh, Georgia thing, which is uh, he tried to overturn the election over there. And then, of course, the January 6th thing with Jack Smith. And it goes on and on and on. I mean, there, I think there's 91 counts. You, you as an American sitting in Texas, you, you, you touch the flavor of, of, of the people in, in your state. Um, what do you think is going on with Trump? Where are we going with this? Is, is, he, is he just – no? does anybody care anymore or is it just going to be an end of Civil War 2.0? Well, uh, uh, I would say it, it, uh, conditions are there for the worst-case scenario. Uh, and, I, and I say this with sorrow and, and fear for the future of uh, the country, future of my kids – you know, um, and and it really is absolutely stupid, stupid reasons. Um, it's for a man, you know, and, and these people are just blinded because uh, he is, uh, uh, you know, a shyster. You know, he, he's a scammer and, and he doesn't care the damage and the impact and the effect it has on the country. It's about feeding and, and growing his ego. Okay. Um, I'm not going to sit there and talk bad about him or good about him. I'm going to, I mean, I think we could all agree, even the people pro-Trump could agree that he's a very self-serving individual, you know. Um, I could talk about them and, and my lack of understanding of uh, why they would support him, okay, especially the Christian right, you know. The guy does not share a single value with any of them, not a single one. You know, right. he hoard around all his life. He cheated on all his wives. He, you know, he lied. He cheated. He stole. He, you know, he manipulated, uh, and, and all his life. And this is why, you know, all the stuff that accumulated, you know, and, and stacked up in courts now, you know, because uh, I think I called it in 2016 when I said I think he made a big mistake and he's going to lose his fortune uh, getting into I politics. Agree. You know, yeah. I called it then, and I and I stick by that. You know, and and it's showing because a lot of the stuff came uh, to, to to light. You know, he abused the, the legal system. He uh, he uh, strong armed people into scamming them out of their uh, dues. You know, and fees and and, and service. You know, uh, you know he's just he's that kind of a guy. For thirty some forty years, he's been doing this. It's not a surprise. It's not. Uh, out of line for him to continue doing that and 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 looking at the law as as an obstacle to get around versus 
something to abide by, you know. Uh, and, 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 and it's obvious by his behavior, by his conduct, by the way he um, it just, you know, like, oh, it's no big deal, you know. Why? Because he's so, he got immune to it. But I think maybe this time some stuff is going to stick, you know. And um, Well, 91 charges, I mean, what's the likelihood that all of them he will be acquitted on? I mean, almost zero. I mean, if he's if he gets acquitted on 91 charges on four different cases, he'll be like the biggest miracle escape artist in Houdini. Don't look, you think so? Uh, uh, me, as, a, as an admirer of the, our Bill of Rights and, and, and uh, the legal system, uh, and I really yeah. am, uh, if he's innocent, let him walk. Absolutely. You know, I'm not going to vote for him, but let him walk. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, if, but if you're guilty, I think you should be held accountable. And, and that would uh, really highlight the beauty of our system, that no one's above the law. No one. Okay. And, 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 it, and so uh, let, let the courts uh, play out. You know, I don't, I don't want to hear what people's opinions are. If you believe in the system, believe in the system. Those very same people saying, oh, you know, this is rigged, this is that, this is that. Um, the very same people, the minute I go and offend them and whatever, they file a case and go after me in court. So are you committing fraud in a fraudulent system that you're claiming is fraud? Or are you a believer in that system and using it to get uh, your due rights? So there's a lot of hypocrisy going on. People who are running around, uh, you know, uh, throwing the Bible in our faces Okay, yet they support a guy who wouldn't know a, a, a Torah from a Bible, from a Quran, or from a you know a, a book of Confucius. You know, he wouldn't know. Right. You know, he, he's an idiot when it comes to right. religion and when it comes to things like that. But he was told and well briefed, and he's smart enough. Of course, we all know how to sell bullshit. You know, and he's selling it and selling it very well. You know. Oh, these guys need to hear this. I'll go out there and talk about it. You know, hell, I mean, you know, in the deposition when they asked, when they gave him the pictures, you know, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, that's my my second wife, Marla." You know, and, <laughs> and it was it was the victim. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> you so, don't know what time it is. Uh, that that should tell you something. You know, uh, that uh, I'm not sure. I want I want him uh, walking around next to the football. You know, with nuclear codes in his fucking pocket. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to go further. I'm going to say this. Uh, you know, in America, obviously, I live in Mexico, and I don't I have a, you know I don't live in America anymore in the United States anyway. I do live in America. It's North America. Yeah. But um, you know, I I taught uh, co I coach ki kids in school. You know, in in sports, right? So the number one thing that I always taught was, you know, what to the parents I said, look, it's not like your kid's going to go to the NFL or to the NHL or you know professional sports it could happen and if you have a super talented kid that has prospects for that you know you should encourage it but the truth is 99.5% of the people on this field here in the youth sports they're not going to make it there but what we can teach them is teamwork is good behavior and good sportsmanship and at the end of every game it's a very simple concept that every American understands at the end of the game you shake hands whether you win or you lose. If you won, you shake hands with the losers. If you lost, you shake hands with the winners. And that's called good sportsmanship. And in America, we accept when we win and when we lose. Unfortunately, uh, Donald Trump is a sore loser. He He's the antithesis of good behavior. He's bad he's behavior. He's a brat. He's a brat. Yeah. He's, he's a brat. He's, he's pouting. He's still pouting about, you know... I lost, oh, but President uh, Biden. Well, if he's a president, then, you know, why, why would you say you lost? I mean, you won. You know right. what I mean? He's an idiot. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Just a little brat, sore loser. And so just from that perspective only, he'll never get my vote. I mean, he's not a man of character. He's not a man who should lead anything. Uh, he's a man who knew how to scam and make a lot of money to own golden toilets. And that's not a very high performance. That's actually a very low performance. I mean, I always say this: uh, he's the most he's the most worthless man in America. He's not worth anything. He's no, worthless. He doesn't have any. He doesn't have any wealth. He, well, he, he's got nothing to offer to America yes. as a as a leader, as a president, right. as a as a, a, a cult leader, mm -hmm. as a, a movement leader, or whatever it is. He's got he's he's, he's morally and 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 uh, you know uh, ethically uh, bankrupt. 
Right. So, so I think, I see it this way. I think America deserves better, right? But the American people are going to have to come to the conclusion that they're, they've lowered their standards. You know, I always talk about raising your standards. I mean, raising standards like high character, good sportsmanship, good behavior, abide by the law, be a good citizen, be good in your community, respect others, be good to others, right? Raise your standards of being. Uh, but this low standard of, of, of looking up to this man and going, yeah, that, that's my leader. You know, excuse me? Really? It's ridiculous. It's, it's sad, actually. It's, 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 it's a very lowering of the bar. Look, uh, he appealed to the inner demons of whites, okay? Uh, I talk to a lot of them. I'm in a very conservative county here, you know, right. and I'm, I'm in with the conservative party. You know, right. I'm a conservative. Okay? okay, but I'm not a Trumpist. I'm 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 actually you know, I'll vote Democrat if I thought the Democrat was really good for the country. You know, right? Uh, uh, so uh, I put country above party and individuals, hundred percent. But I I um, I all my friends are conservatives, uh, except for my old old buddies from California. You know, okay. uh, uh, well. Am I conservative? Am I a liberal? I'm a Mexican, dude. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you're you're on the liberal side. You know, uh, you're uh, you, you have a lot of flexibility. Let's call it that. You know, I, I can. I've never been part of the Democratic Party or Republican Party. I'm actually independent, um, so I agree with you on voting for the right person, regardless of party. You're a, a Bernie Sanders type independent. Okay, yeah, I, I would say I would say more. Most artists, I'm an artist myself personally. Most artists tend to be more liberal, uh, yeah. but it doesn't mean we don't have respect for conservatism. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I've never mentioned that, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and uh, the, the other thing is about these people here. I always tell them, I go, when, at what point did you come to the conclusion that you guys? are the only people that have good ideas for right. that's good for the country. When, you know, uh, when I opened my cafe, if you remember, and I, and I might've told you this, the first decoration I bought, the first thing that went into that place, and I, it was by design that I did it that way, was the uh, um, Declaration of Independence. Okay. And the, and the Bill of Rights. Okay. Because you're proud of it. Uh, well, and the, the U.S. Constitution, it's a nice book, it's a real nice, uh, it's a, a hardback, well, you know, designed and all that. And I put it there the whole time. And I told people, I go, hey, when you make that argument, you make sure you go and read that document over there and come back right. and continue your argument, okay? Because, right. uh, you know, you, you, uh, you're you held belt on, on the Second Amendment. Hey, I'm right. all about it. I mean, I got guns everywhere here, you know? Right. Um, You're a master of guns. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, I love guns. I don't know. I'm not a psycho. I don't have a lot. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, you're, I don't, you, I don't you're have a master of the craft of guns. You know, people have big safes. I got a lot of friends here, and I got big safes in the garage, and it's just full of stuff, you know? Right. And, 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 they, and they got, like, bricks of ammo, you know, uh, of different calibers. That's not me, you know? Right. But I do have three pieces here in the house. One of them is an M4, you know, a rifle. Um, but, um, uh, so I, I support night carry, I conceal carry here, uh, you know, open carry the whole bit, always, I always have weapons around me, but they don't want to go back one step further and, and look at the first amendment only when it pleases them. Are they all about freedom of speech? Okay. Right. And if you believe in the constitution, you have to believe in the whole constitution. You can't say, well, I don't agree with this, but I really insist on this, okay? Because now we're picking and choosing and and then uh, and tailor making a constitution that fits my needs and everything else doesn't matter. And then everyone, uh, every time you want it, like for example, when they got that those uh, nonprofits and religious or uh, entities to be able to donate to political parties like mega churches and all that, you know, uh, they did that under the First Amendment, you know, freedom of speech. They should be allowed to express their opinion. And, and in this arena, that's how it's expressed, with money, right? So, uh, and they won in the, in the Supreme Court, and, and they're able to uh, funnel a lot of money through these organizations. Good on you, you know, you, you, you were able to pass it. But um, at the same time, 
when you look at uh, a homosexual or these other things that I don't agree with, I'll, I stand 100% against. But under that same right that gave you your rights, do they have that right to stand and say, hey, I'm this way? And, and that's the, that, that's the, 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 um, the genius and the failure of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. Okay, is that it allows people like this to to have a platform and, and speak about it without hindrance, without prejudice, without all that, you know. Now, now you were born in a country that uh, not the United States, right? You were born in in, in, right. in, in, in Middle Eastern, yeah, yeah, uh, which is a king, an emir, right? I mean, they yeah. don't have the Bill of Rights, they don't have a constitution, yeah, um, and so you know the difference. Is that fair to say that? Yeah, I lived in uh, under uh, absolute ma- monarchs uh, and dictators, and uh, and and uh, let me tell you, um, these people need to. And I will say this to I, I, I always say this, and they really need to look at America through my eyes, okay, to appreciate the beauty of this country and the genius of this country. And I think they lost sight of it. I'm starting yes. to look at America. And, and link it to the fall of the uh, of the Greek Empire, the Persian Empire, the Roman Empire, when they became uh, uh, greater than thou mentality, bloated, and, uh, uh, entitled, contemptuous. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, and 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 this is when you take your eye off the ball. I mean, look at the look at the, look at our Congress now. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry to go into that, but it relates to the subject, and and that, and this is a. This is a whole week worth of episodes, Congress alone, right. you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> right. that's how horrible they are, you know, but uh, since uh, the, the new Congress took over, the only thing we hear about is investigations, okay? We don't hear about, hey, you know what, we, we've been working on the budget for so long and here's our problems and, you know, we just, we got little technicals. They leave it to the last minute because they have to do it. The rest of the time. What are, they, what, what are they doing? What laws have they passed that could get us ready for the 22nd century? That would get us ready to be competitive? That would uh, position U.S. companies, U.S. education system, uh, U.S. Ma- medical system to be at the cutting edge? I haven't heard anything. I'm, I hope they're working on it. I, I hope I missed it. I hope I'm wrong. But I, I haven't heard anything about it anywhere. You know, all we talk about is investigations and pointing the fingers at each other and shutting each other down. You know, well, at least that's what, that's what the media is telling us, right? I mean, that's that that makes uh, points on media, right? The the Trump investigations, the Kevin McCarthy, the Matt Gates problems, the Lowen Borbert's prop, whatever her name is, Bobo, whatever her name yeah. is. You know, all these all these characters, the exhibitionist, these uh, the, the, the exhibitionist, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't she? I, I think she was showing herself in the, uh, or maybe she was uh, playing with with her boyfriend's. You know what? So I don't know what was going on with that girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, uh, you're at a kid's play. And, yeah, and, inappropriate. And, yeah, you know, and then here you are, just you know, you're you're rated R going into uh, the TV right. mature audience. You know. Yeah, <laughs> she pulled a Pee Wee Herman, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, I think what we're talking about here is we're talking about we're, every American can agree that they feel that the federal government is out of control with money and they're not serving their interests. I think every American on the left, right, I think if you sit down with everybody, they'll probably agree on that. So what we need is conversation about reform, right? And we need, I mean, you can't get money completely out of politics, but we can have public campaign financing. We can have term limits for congressmen. I just had uh, Diane Feinstein. She was 90 years old. She was there for a thousand years. You know, we got Mitch McConnell. I don't think he might have died already. We don't even know. Uh, but the guy's been there for a thousand years. He doesn't exist on the media anymore because he's dysfunctioning. He's having a, he's having health, health problems, right? Uh, we, we don't, we, we cannot have people there for 40 years it's ridiculous. We need reform. You know, here in Mexico, Ayman, the president serves one term for six years only. So the day he's elected or she's elected, she gets in the office and there's no more campaigning. There's no asking for funds. There's no, please give me money. They actually have to do their job and because they're never going to be reelected again. 
That's and well, I love my school well, system. Work, a working president? <laughs> yes. <Or Congress laughs> Instead of a figurehead who just goes out there and you know puts a suit on and, and, and reads a speech and then asks for money. So this is not Trump's problem or Biden's problem or Obama's problem. It's, it's a, a systemic system. problem, right? It's a yeah. system problem. So and so when we say we hate Congress, you know, the left says I hate the right guys, the right guys say I hate the left guys. What they're really saying is I hate the system. And they 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 keep miscommunicating with each other. And they, they let they let the media divide them into you know the other guy. I hate that guy. You should hate this guy. We hate our neighbor. And this guy hates that. When we're all Americans anyway, the real culprit is a system gone wrong. We need absolute reform, a bipartisan sit-down reform of, of adult Americans sitting there saying, look, you know what? We got to get dark money out of politics. We need, we need transparency. We live in the world of technology today. Why can't we know? about all this. Why is it so secret all the time? Why do we have because, a billion dollars going to a congressman? Come on. Because um, the, the, the old phrase, we the people, is, is, a, is a cocktail party punchline now. It has no meaning. We the people relinquished our rights to the few, okay? And, and and guess who filled that uh, gap? Corporate America. Corporate America came in, filled that gap, and those guys are subservient to corporate America, you know, and and and, and internationalists, you know, uh, money yes. people. Uh, they Absolutely. answer to them. They don't answer to me. Um, yeah. When you when you fund everything, vote everything, empower those people. And then those people go and do whatever it is and say, listen, I know it's yours, but you're not allowed to see it. You can't right. know about it. You know, I don't think you're mature or responsible or trustworthy. You can't see these. These are secrets. Oh, no, no, no. This is top secret. It cost you like $5 billion. Oh, wow. I could have, how many people could have educated with that, you know, maybe we don't want that. Maybe we want this, you know, uh, you know, uh, privacy advocates or, you know, oh, we captured the government doing this because of the, the, the some guy went out and told whatever. Uh, and they think the program went away because there was oversight, people, you know, yelling and screaming in Congress, blah, 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 blah. All they did is just shift the funding somewhere else and, and all, you know, everything, you know, the game goes they, on. They, they went to that office in, in NSA building and they just took a label off and put the new label on. All right, guys, continue. Yeah. You know, that's and the game goes it, on. The name of the new program is this, right? You know, they gotcha. put all that money and they're collecting all this data, and 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 you think they're going to give it up because some you know wacko went out and gave gave away the uh, part of the house. At this point, I don't see anybody talking about reform. There is no discussion about it anywhere close to Congress. Nobody's talking about it, well, even though Americans talk about it all the time. There's nobody what's, talking. What's about his it. name? Uh, Berkshire Hathaway guy. Uh, um, uh, uh, Buffett. Warren, Warren Buffett. Buffett. I think I think he's the one who said it, and, and I love what he said. He goes, "I could solve big part of the problems real easy." Uh, he goes, uh, "Balancing the budget. All right. So uh, you you make it a law that if if the budget isn't balanced." Uh, the people in Congress can't uh, are not qualified to re uh, for re-election. <laughs> Oops, <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> okay, right. Just make it that, and I bet so, you anything we'll have the, yeah, the, the a, most a great budget, idea. Uh, the most balanced budget in the world. Okay. Um, yeah, tomorrow, uh, and and, yeah. and put criteria like that. Make it mandatory that when uh, um, what's our senator here, uh, Ted Cruz, Teddy good old Teddy, you know, the carpetbagger, when he goes out and fights... Wait, 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 wait. I think he's in Cancun right now. Hold on. I don't know. I don't think he's in Texas right now. No, 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 no. He got caught in Cancun, but now he, <laughs> okay. goes, to, he, he goes to Cozumel now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. he's a smart one. He's a smart one. You know, he went to Harvard, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, he's a Canadian, uh, right? Well, he was, he's an uh, uh, American born abroad. You know, okay, there you go. Okay, <laughs> uh, but that, that it's just the same as if he, as if he was born here. You know. Okay. <laughs> but but um, 
like him, when he goes out uh, in front of cameras and wants to talk about how he's given it all for you and me and our future kids and the future of the country, okay, which, you know, he, he probably couldn't find America on a map if he, <laughs> if he right. gave it to him. Uh, he needs to put a board behind him with the logos of all his sponsors, okay? That way, when he's talking about oil, we see who's paying him to sit. Little flashing light goes Exxon, Exxon, Exxon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, it's it's highlighted on you know digitally. That yeah. means, uh, uh, yeah, he's on their payroll. If he's talking about uh, medicine, you know, same thing. You know, all the pharmaceutical companies light up over there. You mean we, proper labeling? We we should have labeling like we have on our you know soup cans. You know, we have sodium, right? Yeah, well, uh, and, and what we got to know, is he being genuine? And he doesn't, you don't even need to question him. Just put that up there, okay? And and it, it answers itself. Right. Unless you're a buffoon, moron, or a complete idiot, okay? It'll explain everything, why he's... Can we do the same thing with the uh, mainstream news media? I mean, you know, who, who's, who's funding their media, right? The corporations, right? So... We should have the same thing in media because media news is not news sometimes, right? I, I'm going to let that one go because, you know, this is a global thing, you know. Yeah, sure. But um, uh, I think uh, um, every academic that puts out a paper needs to put his funding source on the document, okay, and what organizations he belongs to, okay? Uh, and then and then write all you anything and everything you want, okay? All these PhDs became uh, um, uh, selling their uh, intellectual uh, integrity for money, for funding, for fame, you know? Oh, I got published here, I got published there, you know? In the old days, you get published on your own merits, you know, on the quality of product. Now you get published because, you know, people are paying you to get published, you know? and and, and, uh, It's ridiculous. Making that happen for you. Next question for you. On, on the issues, uh, I want to segue into the Ukraine war. It's been going on now for quite a while now. I want to get your thoughts on Ukraine and Russia and American foreign policy as it stands with the Biden administration. What's your first thoughts of, of this issue? Well, I, I support our policy of not allowing aggression to continue. Okay, um, so we, we you got to stand and admire what the what the Ukrainians are doing. You know, they're holding fast pretty good. As a matter of fact, they're uh, they're they're turning the tables on on Russia in many instances, but uh, at the same time, the long term solution uh, uh, it's not about giving Russia a way out. It's about addressing Russia's grievance. Okay, um, why why is NATO expanding? Why? What is the purpose there? Okay, uh, there's no purpose. There's no ob- objective. There's no other than uh, aggression. You know, when you have such a might of a, a of a machine, and collectively all of them together, who, who are you defending against? And guess what else you have to do? You you'll go out and create enemies because you got to justify your existence. Okay, um, so I, I'm not a I'm a former NATO guy. You know, I was stationed in Italy, as you know. You know, uh, and and I think it's a wonderful organization. But keep it as is. There's, you know, this aggressive and, and uh, enlargement of the footprint of, of our military and 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 NATO's. I don't know what it's for. I, I don't know what it does. I don't know where it's going. You know. Why are you doing that? And why are you uh, uh, going uh, up against uh, an entity that we all know is bankrupt, you know, militarily, uh, leadership? Uh, they're leaderless. Their military is leaderless. They don't have the quality of leadership. They don't have the training. They don't have the equipment to really sustain themselves. They got a supersonic rocket. You think they're going to win the war with that or any war with that? Okay, so it's a really fast rocket. <laughs> and then, end of the day, you got to have boots on the ground that are as well-equipped, well-supplied, you know, and, uh, and, and well-trained. 
to to execute the mission and 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 and, and claim victory, and they don't have that. Okay, so um, they've been exposed as as fraud, you know. Their uh, and their only might is their nuclear power, you know. Um, and God knows if that's another fraud, <laughs> you know, right. because their scuds showed that they're not really all that effective, you know, and and uh, and our air defense systems are are fairly effective against them. But those are ICBMs and uh, different uh, makeups and, and and setup. So I don't know. I'm not an expert in that, but um, I hope they are as fraud. But why are we doing this? You know, I mean, what's with the aggression? You put a, you know, like, um, you take it as simple as a local canteen down the street from your house. You know, you go in there and, you know, you got a bunch of uh, local yahoos uh, and, and families, you know, or couples. And then seven tough guys walk in there and they're, and everybody's drinking and, and, and they're getting drunk. What are the chances are those guys starting trouble? Right. Or having, having friction? It's pretty high. You know why? Because once they get buzzed, people are bumping, you know, dancing or whatever it is, playing pool at the bar, fighting for space, whatever it is, the big guys are going to come and want to dominate, the tough guys. So that's human nature. Um, And then the NATO military, for example, I'll give you an example in Jordan. Um, Me, I'm a dual citizen. I'm a Jordanian citizen and a U.S. citizen. So when I had a contract, when, when I go to travel on business and all that, I always try to go through Jordan to, to see family and all this, you know, and I enjoy the country. Uh, I go in there and I use my Jordanian passport as I have to, you know, and I wait in line. I go through that normal passport and custom clearance and all that. As an American who is there for government work, you know, you're a contractor or military you go through the diplomatic line, you show your ID, government-issued ID, and you just shoot through. They don't even take it and look at it and, and verify. They just shoot you through. You go pick up your luggage, and you're uh, again, you go through. You go through the monitors in case you're sneaking in stuff and all that. But uh, really, you're immune. You got full immunity. Okay. Uh, now, me as a Jordanian, I'm sitting here looking. I'm waiting in line in my own country, and this dude is getting the VIP treatment. How do you think I'm going to feel about that? Right. Well, multiply that by 50 countries. Just that act alone. I'm not even talking about everything else. Like, for example, when I was a contractor, I had that idea. I used that line, shot right through, you know, and no one opens his mouth, no one looks at me, no one talks to me. I just run through and, and went and, and, and moved on. They don't even know I'm in country, okay? Because n- nothing was registered. Nothing, no, you know, no passport was processed. Right. So I went in there, the, uh, and then there's instructions to all the police that the minute you pull somebody over and he shows you this ID card, the only thing you do is you tell him go, okay? So a lot of these police in, in countries like Jordan and all that, they're the tribal guys, you know, they're the government guys, you know, so they're, they work at different levels. So a lot of the cops, you're going to find them to be uh, uh, tribal, you know, so they're, they're uh, Bedouins. So their English is limited. So they'll go, they teach you, go, 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 tell them, go, go, you know, they teach them how to say all that, right? So you're in the middle of the desert going through and then there's a checkpoint. He stops you, you show him your ID, he goes, go, 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 go. <laughs> like, hurry up, get the hell out of here, you know, I don't want to deal with you, you know. But Jordanians have to pull their IDs, driver's license, and, you know, go through a potential check and all that. Um, how do you think that makes them feel, you know? And it's not a fault. I'm not blaming the fault on that GI or the contractor that's doing his job. And he's saying, hey, man, you get these privileges in this country, you know? He, he had no part of it. He's just, you know, a byproduct of, of that agreement. But, you know, so people look at the government saying, you're giving away our sovereignty. You're giving people rights that we don't, we're not privy to, you know. And then, uh, and then you look at the other guy saying, "Who the fuck do you think you are, coming into my country and pushing us around?" Like Creates that. animosity for sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, and, and that's just one little thing. The other ones, you know, and now they're doing joint training, equipment. Oh, you know what? Here, we'll give you all this stuff, you know. Uh, that changes your attitude. Now you're like, oh, I'm with the big guys. Prime example is Georgia when uh, when Shakespeare was the president. You know, the Americans said, hey, man, we'll come for your aid. We'll help you. We're there for you. He, right. he, he read that wrong, and he went and started a problem with uh, Russia, and Russia just took <laughs> half his country away. You know, right. overnight, you know, without a bullet fired, they just they just showed up and they're like, oh, we're in Russia now, you know, and and he okay. called on America. And America goes, were you an idiot? Right. You know, we're not going to go to war. We're not going to go to war with Russia because you're, you know, you, you thought you were you were that close to us. I mean, you know, if it right. was really unjust, okay. Yeah. Crazy roll out there. I want to get your thoughts on the Middle East because I know you're a Middle East expert in, in the politics arena. Well, I don't know about um, expert, but I'm, I'm knowledgeable. You're being modest. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Saudi Arabia, I was invited to go there uh, as a tourist uh, by yeah. a couple ladies. And uh, I was like, I don't, Saudi Arabia, tourism, that's like an oxymoron, right? I said, no, 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 no. Our country's opening up for tourism now and we, w we want the world to come see our country. I'm like, oh, really? And I'm, you know, looking into it, obviously Saudi Arabia is making their moves and changing their country. Um, a lot of things are changing in the Middle East right now. I, I want to ask you a question because you have tremendous amount of experience in the Middle East. Um, when your kids grow up and they're 40, 50 years old, what, what's the Middle East going to look like for them? You know, wh what Middle East are they going to go to? Tell me how you see that happening. Well, it's a great question. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say because, you know, there's a, there's a cultural struggle going on. Um, and, 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 and the, 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 the Arabs in general across the board, uh, they, they became complacent and, 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 and they just went along with the program that the West kind of in, installed a system in, in its place. And, 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 um, and any resistance is, you know, hard, you know, fought very hard to put incompetent uh, um, um, people in leaderships across the board, you know, right. even at the ministerial and, and so on. Um, so, but I don't know how it will grow, whether it'll go violent or it'll prosper. And I hope it prospers. Okay. Uh, the people are sick of all this. I could tell you on the street level and, and they want to, uh, modernize. They want to get the Renaissance back in the Middle East. They want to, uh, be able to, uh, uh, create and, 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 and invent and, and do things their forefathers did in the past, you know, in medicine and algebra. And, and, We're talking and, about the uh, days of the Ottoman Empire or maybe, maybe uh, even before, before Yeah, yeah. You know, the uh, Islamic US, conquest when they were the leading uh, edge of technology. U.S. law is based on Hammurabi law. You know, are, are you aware of that? Explain. Well, uh, Hammurabi came up with the, the, the legal system, the basis of the legal system, you know. And, and I think there's two systems in the world, okay. I, I don't know much about the other one, and I forgot what it's called, to be honest with you. But And then there's the Hammurabi. Most of the world used that system as, uh, as the basis of their legal system. You know, it's precedence. It's called, you know, and the legal system has, uh, the U.S. system has the precedence system. Okay, right. where okay, there's a there's a court that's been tried, and and similar things. So you're automatically gonna get that con continuation. And I think I, I remember that reference. You know, I'm not a, an attorney, so I apologize. But that would be one uh, one example. You know, algebra. You know, they they created the most important number in the world. You know, zero. You know, which which you know uh, filled all the voids. Uh, uh, and so, uh, and, and algebra, you know, from algebra, you know, it's named after the guy who invented algebra, you know, and, and so on in medicine, you know, uh, uh, and, uh, with, uh, Sina, uh, and all that. So I hope they go back to all this, you know, their creativity. 
but they don't have that mentality. They're merchant. They became brokers of, of trade, you know, through the, the spice and the, and the silk roads, comes to the Middle East and offloaded over there, whether by other caravans that go to Europe or by sea from, from uh, Haifa, uh, Tyre, you know, Beirut, and it, and it goes on to Europe. And, uh, and a lot, most of the trading was happening with the, the, the merchants of Venice. You know, and 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 so uh, they became the brokers, and 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 they walked away from the creative aspect of their culture, and 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 you go there, and they're they're good merchants. You know, I mean, you haven't dealt with a lot of them. A lot of Middle Easterners are good, good, small to large, and and, and medium sized uh, merchants. You know, they know how to do that kind of business, but that makes you uh, dependent, not independent. Okay. And so that's why that's uh, uh, really pushed over there because they don't want them. Like, look at Gaza, for example. The Gazans, they're just, by design, they're living just above poverty, hunger. Okay, just by design, by the Israelis, you know, because of that, we know the intercepts that were put out by uh, Assad, uh, whatever that guy is from uh, uh, Anonymous, you know, uh, that... that they have that by design. So they started creating their own things. Okay? They're building their own rockets. Most most rich Arab countries aren't doing that. They don't know how to do that. They don't have the technology to do that. You know, and they have factories for development and all that. I know for a fact they do. You know, Cadby would be one, King Abdullah Development and Design Bureau. You know, that... that Builds weapons and systems, and 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 grow and builds off of, uh, you know, improves on uh, existing systems. You know, so um, they do have these in all the Middle East, but none of them could do what Hamas is doing. They're they're shooting rockets, their own rockets. They're building them out of scrap metal. You know, well, it reminds me of the Cubans creating the cure for cancer because they've been shut off from the rest of the world. Uh, and they had no choice. They didn't have any medicines. So they had right. to come up with some ideas how to fix their, you know, medical issues. And they came up with a cure for cancer that the West didn't know about. And the reason they did that is because they didn't know better. They didn't know they couldn't figure it out. So they, they weren't told they could or could not. So somebody said, let me try this. And then it turns out it works. So yeah. um, it, it's incredible. So, yeah, mother, uh, let's say invention is the mother of necessity or necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mother of yeah. Uh, uh, something like that. Need, need is the mother of all inventions or something like that. Yes, of course. You know? and, and so I, I think that's what you're happening there. But I, my question to you is, I, I want your kids to experience a good Middle East. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about a Middle Eastern Union. I'm selling it. I'm saying we need a Middle Eastern currency. You know, the, the Middle Eastern dollar as opposed to all these different currencies. I think we need free travel and free religion and freedom to worship. I think Israelis should go, it should be a state of the Middle Eastern Union. I think Saudi should be a state. I think Jordan. I think if, if you're an Israeli, you should go work in Saudi Arabia. And if you're a Saudi Arabia, you can go work in Tel Aviv. And if you're a Palestinian, you can go work in Iraq or et cetera. But no, none of this passports, none of this stuff. I'd like to see a, a, a European-style union in the Middle East with $1. It's so much easier and better if they could just respect each other's right to, to, to worship their religions if they can do that and, 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 and guarantee that through a constitution and a bill of rights, I think we can have a Middle Eastern Union in 100 years. But well, what say you about that? Well, I would say when it comes to protecting cultural and religious, uh, history says yes. Okay? Yeah, I agree. Because the, the, the level of tolerance the Muslims showed to Christians and Jews in Absolutely. protecting them, giving them the freedom... The amount of churches that are uh, uh, widely available in, in the Middle East says it all right there, you know. Yeah, Ottoman uh, Empire for what was it, a thousand years? The, the problem with Jewish people was not in the Middle East. It was in, in Europe. It was the Inquisition cor- all the way cor- up to Adolf Hitler. Well, well not just the Inquisition. You go further back. The Jews always been living in, 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 in ghettos and separated. You see it in, in, in movies, like old movies, you know, about right. certain eras within the European uh, Renaissance and, 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 uh, and, yes. and different eras. You see how 
oh, those, that's the Jewish quarter, you know, the, the way they were treated, right. the way they made them dress, the way they labeled their homes. That's always been them. But that's, uh, uh, you know, uh, that, that, that's their problem. That's how they are. You don't come yeah. to the Middle East and find that. You know, there is no such thing. They lived among everybody, you know. Christians right. live among everybody. Uh, uh, when I went back to Jordan after I left the military in, uh, in 04, I, um, I made friends with people, and, and, and a year or two down the road, uh, the subject came up, and I found out they're a Christian. Okay? Right. It's not a thing we worry about. You know, we look at the character right. of the person, we judge him by his character and his That's behavior it. and his conduct and his integrity versus, oh, you're a Christian, I, gotta, I, gotta, I have to hate you. We don't, that, right. it's just not there. You know, right. now, uh, is it, is it, do you find some prejudice? Absolutely. You find it everywhere. You know, that's human nature. But as a culture, it's not. Okay. Right. And as a religion, 100% not there. 100%. So why can't we get to a Middle Eastern Union? What, what is the obstacle? Uh, I want to, I want to say I'm going to be the father of the Middle Eastern Union because I'm promoting it. Well, and I, I'd like to be, I want a statue of myself. A hundred years from now, when they create it, that, that I was the first one to said it because no one else mm -hmm. is talking about it. Why not? All right, uh, simple. Let's go back. Let's start with uh, the um, Israel should be a state among the the, the the United Arab States or United Middle East States or whatever. Yeah, the Middle Eastern Union, sure. Why not? Yeah. Okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, lovely ideas. I love it. Here's the problem, uh, <laughs> and it goes back to the tribal system. Uh, the Saudis will never allow a Jordanian to be the ruler of that. Uh, uh, a Jordanian would never, for example, allow an Omani to rule all that, you know. Uh, and, and, and they go back to further down to uh, break it down to, oh, he's from the Shamari uh, tribe. I need to be from that tribe. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and so that will never happen. Well, Saudis come and say, hey, I got a rule because I'm the richest among you. Okay, so they're going to come in and immediately say that. Well, I got the two holiest sites. I'm the leader of Islam. No, you're not. You just have the two holy sites on your property. It doesn't mean that you own it. The Muslim nation, Ummah, owns that, you know. But they they act like they're, they invented Islam, you know. Um, so, and, and it's not an attack on them. It's just their mentality, you know. Uh, and, and, and that would be very difficult. I mean, they have the, the, uh, uh, the, the Arab League, okay? Um, that right there is worth, it's not even worth the paper they issue, okay? It's not even, it has no bite, no teeth, no impact, no nothing, okay? And, and here they, they sit there and they debate, argue and all that, but... Uh, the ruler of whatever country says, hey, um, nah, I disagree, I'm going to do something different, you know. Uh, and so uh, they, they don't have that mentality, you know. They're, uh, uh, they're far away from that, I think. Right. They're far away. Well, here's, I agree with you on that. And I, that's why I say that it's, it's not going to happen today. But here, here's my idea. I think your kids, uh, you know, they're young people. And I think their kids that are not born yet, Someday in the future, they're just going to look back at us and go, yeah, those ideas suck. I mean, the, the Sykes-Pico agreement, that was a waste of time. It was a jaundiced idea by the English and French. It, they carved up the Middle East into countries called Iraq and Jordanians and, and blah, 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 blah. It just yeah, it not, doesn't not work in our 20th century. You're, you're, referring to, you're referring to the creation of the State of Israel. And that's a whole different Yes, concept. of course, that too. P possibly that yeah. too, yeah. I mean, I'm okay. talking about the whole Middle East as a whole, but yeah. Well, that problem could be solved on the ground between the people uh, easily, okay? It can. After really looking at it, this thing from, you know, and evolving over the years from, you know, we grew up being, you know, fed the hatred, you know, yep. um, and, and, you know, uh, you look at a Jew and you're like, fuck, how evil, you know, to what an idiot I was, you know, of being, uh, of accepting all that bullshit they fed us, okay? The problem is not there, okay? I sat with Jews. I, I, I 
walked into their homes and watched their hospitality and kindness, you know, and same with the Arabs, you know, they're, 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 they're so similar. It's, it's pathetic that they're fighting. The problem yes, is, that's true. you know, the, 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 the problem really started and only ends in the West and in yes. the Christian world. Okay. And Christian Zionists in particular. Okay, or uh, the the what when people walk around here, oh, I'm a Christian. They they they, they say that with empathy, like a reborn Christian. Those guys, they want the second temple to be built at any cost. Okay, this is why in America, if Israel drop a nuclear bomb, okay, unprovoked, and there's like overwhelming proof, the American media and public and political system. Yeah, you know, I was justified, you know, they, they, they threw a goddamn rock, <laughs> you know, right. and, and they'll, they'll look for justification. They're not doing it because they're stupid. They're not doing that because they're blind to what's going on. The Americans know exactly what's happening, even before it happens, before the Jews do whatever they do with the unarmed uh, populace in, in Palestine and, and occupied territories. And this is not sitting here pointing the fingers or anything. But in reality is, do whatever you got to do. Just build that goddamn uh, temple so Jesus will come back. That's what it's about. So yeah. uh, in, in the old days when people say, you know, why, you, you know, the, the radical Muslims, you know, why are you guys that way? Uh, you know, I, I struggled answering. You know, I tried this and this and this. And in reality, when I'm asked that question, I say, thank you for bringing radical religious thought to the Middle East were for introducing it, okay? Because that site Peacock is purely religious document. Plus, it, it's, it's a racist document. Ultimately, it's part of the final solution, okay? You know, uh, and, and, and that's how they moved all the Jews out of Europe, you know, and got, got rid of them finally, you know, right. or so they thought. Um, yeah. and, 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 and then the second part of it is, is realizing the prophecy of building the second temple and bringing Jesus and, and, and end of times, you know, uh, that's the problem. It starts in London, Paris, Washington, uh, Madrid, uh, Rome, uh, Berlin, Tel Aviv. you know, uh, well, they're the beneficiaries, you know, they're sitting there going, look at these schmucks, you know, <laughs> Just, you know, let's not be in a hurry to build it because I don't know what else, what's their phase two is, you know. But, right. Uh, so the, the idea is to uh, the one. second temple and then annihilate all the Jews. That's that's their idea, right? At the end of the day. Correct. Okay. Well, not annihilate. I, I, I think it's it's about uh, uh, converting them and, and them following uh, Jesus, you know. To whatever. Uh, and then all the rest would be disposed of. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, well, I, I'm, not note, a, I'm not a theologist, so I, I don't yes. know. You, you as a Christian, you could probably correct me. You know, you've read these <laughs> things, you know? I'm independent. <laughs> and, 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 it's, and it's not an attack. You know, this yeah. is not an attack. I don't want no one sitting here listening going, oh, you're all terrorists, you Muslim this, Muslim that. You know, I'm not. But this is the fact. I mean, you go to, Revela I think, the book of Revelation, right? All that right. stuff is in there. You know, so... Uh, this is this is the core of the problem. They brought radical religious thought and introduced it to the Middle East at a very large scale. You know where they. Well, I hope that the, I hope at the end of the day in the United States that freedom of religion and separation from church and state will be the call of the day, as opposed to uh, what they think is a Christian nation only. Um, I'm against that. I'm, I'm for uh, uh, a United States that is uh, uh, diverse like that, uh, many religions, and respects all religions. I think if we get, well, we stay in that in that space, we're going to be okay. But if we just go with a Christian nation based on fundamentalism, like as you're speaking, I think we're all in trouble. You know. Well, uh, reality is, Christianity is not even an official language in America. They could talk no. about it all, all they want. It's a republic. It's not a, it's not a, and, and, and Christianity is not the, the, the religion of the country. Okay. Right. Just because they, they're in the majority. If you listen to them talk, they think it is. You know, they'll, they'll say oh, it no, is. No, no, they no. won't even acknowledge that most of the founding fathers weren't even Christians. They were deists. 
and well, uh, they don't I, even acknowledge that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know enough about it. I don't know. You I know, do. I've heard that stuff before. It's you true. Know, I mean, I, Thomas I, Jefferson wrote his own Bible. He was so against the Christian Bible, he wrote his own Bible. Um, the, the founding fathers were not Christians. The overwhelming majority of them were not Christians. They were deists. There was a few that were Christians, but most of them weren't. So, deist. Um, deist. Deism. Deist. Okay, so you can look that up. Google that. That's the homework for today. Deist, guys. On that note, Iman, I want to say thanks for appearing on VT Radio. We've come to the end of the show. It's already been an hour. Listen, Iman, we can talk for days on end, of course, uh, about every single subject, but I I thank you for discussing every single subject today. Uh, Before I let you go, I want to tell all the readers and listeners out there, VT, VT Radio, sponsor us, buymeacoffee.com. Go to vtforeignpolicy.com. Look at any article. On the right side, you'll see a little... Uh, ad there it says join and become a member eight dollars a month if you like what you're hearing and like independent media independent voices remember we don't get major dollars from mainstream media we're not the corporate media so uh, to keep this online we've got to have some funds so if you do believe what we're doing please donate one time or send us eight bucks a month and that'd be a really big deal appreciate it much Iman. thank you again for being on the show thank you for having me i appreciate it and great catching up with you Take care, buddy. If you enjoyed this presentation, hit the like button now. Also, share it with your friends. And don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. VT approves this message.